This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Miri Kennett of Sargentanis, Draco Kirova of Cactar, Rez Decibels of Sargentanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Coming up this week on Checkpoint Radio, we'll preview the action coming to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, as the Overwatch League descends on the city to play host to its very first grand finals. Plus, we'll play another round of Place That Chip Tune. That's all coming up on your source for esports and video game discussions, Checkpoint Radio from Westwood One. Join me, Nate, Robbie Norris, and Joe for Checkpoint Radio. Listen on demand Tuesdays at our website at CheckpointRadio.com. This Fire's Day to the Ruby Sleeve Gladiatorial Arena. It's the WWC, the Wark Wrestling Confederation. That's right, brother. We're bringing the big time to the Weeaboo Sea Time. Woohoo! You gotta know your class and shut the queue to have a shot at seats this Fire's Day. Don't think you can make it to Hinka. It doesn't matter what you think. Get your jabroni ass to the Wark Wrestling Confederation this Fire's Day. Get there early if you wanna rock. What the cook? is smelling. This Fire's Day, the Ruby C WWC Wark Wrestling Confederation! Live from Aorzea. Limit. Break. Behold the horror you have wrought. Carlo. I said don't take your clothes off. Juxtaposition. I don't get it. And Mika. Oh my god. Limitbreakradio.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode 165. We're still in the 60s for real? I know. This one, it seems like it, like after 150, it started slowing down Thank a little you. bit. Thank you. Yes, yes. For me, like, right? we hit episode 100 so quick. Even with, you know, when we're doing FEC or when we're doing Checkpoint, like, the first 100 seemed to fly by, and then it just, like, slows down. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that has something to do with the game that we're covering. <laughs> Might. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show, guys. Uh, appreciate having you along. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, uh, of course, to tune in live and uh, be a part of the show because we want you to be a part of the show. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord is how you can be a part of the show. We want to hear what your reactions to the latest patch have oh been. Oh, boy. Was there? There was. Are Heaven, you sure? Heaven on High has been added, as well as the latest leg of the Hildebrand quests, which... It's I, I, Yeah, okay. Spoilers. It's probably <laughs> kind of accurate. Um, but we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want an automatic invite to our Discord server. Because uh, we, we do want to hear from you. I don't know how we're going to cover two hours just talking about heaven on high. <laughs> well, it, it's a whole patch. This is patch 
reaction. Well, it's a half so, patch. Uh, yeah, yeah, half patch. I don't even know that it counts as a half patch. <laughs> anyway, we're excited. We're excited to have you along, and uh, of course, we are broadcasting live from our Aorzian studios. Let's kick it on over to them. You can join us in the studio if you want. That's on the Sergeant Tannis server, uh, the Goblet Fifth Ward plot number thirty. Uh, it's pretty easy to find um, if you want to come in and uh, do weird things for the camera. You know, the more you emote, the more the camera focuses on you. So uh, you can come and just steal the entire show and then share it with your friends because we don't care. We'll, well just it, take the hits. It's better than all the lamps that it would normally focus and on. And the bottles. I removed the lamps and I replaced them with bottles. Well, good, well, because it's focusing no, no, on no, bottles no, no, and no, no, empty hold on. beds. And Not good. Not good. Because you know what? That was actually a smart idea to remove all the lamps because you can't actually be in front of a lamp. But if you actually put the bottles in there so it would focus on them, you should have put the bottles in place. Places where it showed other things. No, I put the bottles where Anira was likely to drop them. They, I mean, <laughs> probably accurate. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we invite you to join us again. That's uh, on the Sergeant Tana server. Server, server. What is a server? I don't know what a server Cerberus? is. Uh, Sergeant Tana server. Goblet Fifth Ward plot number thirty. Uh, of course, we uh, we are supported by your generous support over at patreon.com slash limit break radio. We appreciate your support, and of course, because you guys got us to the thirteen hundred dollar level, we are working on the Let's Be Real podcast. The current question that we're struggling with is whether or not we should keep it on Sundays or we should try to find another night for it. Um, you know, that's that's one of the 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 more complicated aspects because that makes dude that makes for a long long sunday and especially when we're in the dregs of summer when it's so hot it can make this studio really unbearable to be in so uh we may try to find another night to to uh do that show on we're not 100 percent sure but we'll tell you as soon as we're we're able to pin that down but again that your support is critical in uh making projects and efforts like that happen uh that's over at patreon.com slash limit break radio we're also supported by your generous subscriptions here to twitch.tv slash limit break radio as well as uh, whatever you're uh, generous enough to, to give through bits and through PayPal all of that kind of goes to feed the engine so uh, we do appreciate all of your support again patreon.com slash limit break radio is the most effective and you also get a, a pretty cool uh, uh, postcard if you donate at the $20 level what's this month's postcard this month is going to be kooky, and there's also a hint of a scalia in there somewhere as well. Oh, so look out for that! There's an escalia Easter egg. There is. Who there the is. fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing, the other thing that I want to point out too is uh, for the obviously this is the last card in this set. So next month starts a new artist, a new set, and. I'm looking to do something. Obviously, you know when we switch up artists, the art style changes, right? Right. But I'm looking to to in celebration of let's be real, maybe even switch up the uh, the themes here a little bit mm. too. So interesting. If you've been on the fence about you know like Aorzia style postcards, you might get something a little bit a little different this time, guys. There you go. We've also got, of course, T-shirts and uh, posters and a bunch of other cool stuff that you can get by giving over at Patreon.com/slash Limit Break Radio. 
We're also hard at work uh, producing each week the Checkpoint Radio show. Uh, this week uh, had a great discussion on the Checkpoint Radio podcast. You can check that out over at CheckpointRadio.com. We hope that you do. Uh, apparently, uh, white supremacists are using, uh, you know, uh, uh, like Minecraft. Fortnite and Minecraft to be able to uh, do recruiting. So we 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 talk about that. Yeah, you yeah. are a bigot. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not a great story. So um, it, it, the thing is, is that uh, we get into the nitty gritty of that story over on uh, the Checkpoint podcast. Check that out. CheckpointRadio.com. All right, let's check out what's going on in FF14 News. This is a limit-breaking news update. So we have uh, no new cash shop additions this week. Oh, thank but God. But yes. that's not going to stop Square Enix from pushing that agenda on the lodestone. With the addition of Heaven on High, why not take this time to mention that they have a sale on the Black Bosom gear? You can now save $3.60 on the attire, $2.10 on the weapon collection, or a measly $0.90 cents per individual weapon. Wowzers. I'm coming! I'm coming! God well, damn it. There's that. There's that. That took a, nice. that, that. That was a I whole lodestone announcement. Fucking, oh my god! <laughs> was was uh, was two bucks? Maybe a little bit too much for the uh, for the weapons for the site that you wanted. Well, now it's only ninety. Here's cents. you know. Here's the sad thing, though. Here's the sad thing is that this is the bulk of the news that we have to talk about, right? Like, that drives me fucking crazy. In an MMO where you can have almost infinite numbers of possibilities of the types of content that you can add, the different rewards that you can add, each week we sit here and we have to waste like 15 fucking minutes talking More about... work went into shilling, cash shop bullshit then into the story of heaven <laughs> and high are making it not deep dungeon. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm gonna. I I totally agree with that nuclear theology. It feels like I'm dying inside. Like, the, and 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 you're right. Like, more effort is being put into the cash shop than is being put into almost any other design element of this game, and that's frustrating because that's not even a whole lot of effort, right? Like, they're not even putting a whole lot of. It's bad cash shop shit, <laughs> right? Like, it's not even good cash shop shit. It's you know bad what? cash shop shit. You don't want that awesome scythe? The only place you can get the scythe in fourteen, you can relive. God, I fucking want to. I want to hurt you so bad. You can relive your Final Fantasy eleven days. Okay. First of all, no. <laughs> Second of all, double no. Third of all, it's scythe, you ass. Hey, maybe they'll add the. Uh, what, what was that? Uh, the I think the death scythe was the one that you like to use back in eleven. Maybe they'll I'm gonna add fucking that in rip your, I'm gonna lip, rip your fucking <laughs> larynx out. Don't lip out. me. Don't lip me, Daddy. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Moving good. off of the cash shop into something as equally as frustrating. So, the feast season eight is over. Oh boy, <laughs> let me let's see who won from botting and AFKing. And so, so winners supposedly got stuff. Uh, well, this it obviously isn't a big deal to us. I, I'm sure that trying to compete in the feast is a challenge in itself. So, congrats to the top five feasters of season eight: uh, Yuri Azur and Sotek Sasara, who actually have to share fifth place. What? Uh, Lloyd Irving, that is not our Lloyd. Zegram 14, Akami the second, and the number one feaster of season eight is White White. Another victory for America. I, I, um, and I, I, I have no idea what they get for that, by the way. I, I, I couldn't I, tell you. I, I, I also couldn't tell you how many of those are, are hackers and botters, but white, I mean, white. there's a pretty good chance that you know, fifty percent, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like that whole. Like honestly, 
the the bot thing has really driven a lot of people out of the the PvP scene. So yeah, that's sad, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So uh, moving on, let's go go for the hat trick for the third piece of useless news today. Final Fantasy fourteen has released a new fan kit update so you can customize your phone and PCs and that's not actually the useless part this one just included a bunch of crafter related stuff oh so I'm sorry PvP I thought it was garbage cool what was that Nika it says PVP stuff too and crafter stuff and gatherer stuff and gatherer stuff I put gatherer in the crafting section it's shit that nobody wants too. to do okay. oh my but god PVP stuff could be cool maybe yeah. The, yeah yeah the fan kit update with cell phone wallpapers and desktop wallpapers yeah and you, twitter icons yeah you go you go check that out Nika you let us know how that is report back to I'll us please right don't fucking don't oh my god. <laughs> I'm doing it I'm doing it alright look here's, here's something cool that you'll actually get some enjoyment out of in exchange for your hard earned money the storm Blood Final Fantasy 14 original soundtrack is now available and it features over 100 tracks from Stormblood up to patch 4.3 and it comes with the Sukoyoki whatever the fuck her name is minion Yomi. there you go but you only get the minion in this first run edition the price point for this soundtrack is 50 bucks Ballin. yeah no I, I'd actually I would buy that 100, I mean, 100 I, tracks here's the thing I didn't really like the Stormblood music though yeah, yeah. Like, especially compared with A Realm Reborn and Heaven's Word, like, though, uh, some of my favorite pieces of music were written in those, you know, two two versions of the game. Um, I can't think of one from Stormblood where I'm like, I really, like, like, you know, like. You gotta, you gotta think, though, out of 100 tracks, there must be a handful in there that you'd enjoy, right? There, Which would I mean, be worth there's, $50. There's some good ones, right? Like, there's probably some primal themes that were pretty mm-hmm. decent. Mm-hmm. and But, like, there's nothing that sticks out like the Alexander music did from Stormblood. There's nothing from Stormblood that I can start humming for you right now. I don't think there's a single Stormblood song. Okay, now hold on, hold on. Uh, includes all the stuff fun. from patch 4.3 and and back. So that includes stuff from Final Fantasy 6 and Final Fantasy 5, the raid themes. That's probably true. So that's I, something good. I, I, yeah, but I don't know how much. I, I mean, like some of those were barely changed from their original Which version. Which means that he probably already has them. I mean, yeah. So, you know, like if they did more like the Dancing Mad, Dancing Mad's one that I would love. To have, you could probably just buy that singly as a track on iTunes, though. Isn't it something like six bucks or something ridiculous? I like mean, for I, the pricing on it is just fucking stupid. It's better than fifty dollars for one. To be fair, to be fair, it is cheaper than the orchestrian rolls. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> of. I was thinking of the orchestrian rolls. Excuse me, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I would actually pick this up. I, I, I don't. I haven't bought any of the physical soundtracks for FF14, and I feel a little bit guilty about that. I bought I feel, some of the Primal's CDs, but not the actual soundtracks. You know what? I had I had before Meteor, and then we got it signed by Susan Calloway, and I gave it away. So <laughs> that was dumb. No, not really. It was a it was a great giveaway. It was I think, I think giveaway, Sevo, yes. Sevo won that. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, nice. All right, well here. This next one is going to be a bit of a doozy, so prepare yourself. We've gotten a look at some potential rewards from the next Rising event, right? And there are two pieces of jewelry that I personally have never seen, but then again, I'm also not a legacy player. Back in the 1.0 days, if you defeated Darnus Hard Mode, you got some sweet White Raven earrings, or if you did the original Hildebrand quest, you got the Manderville earrings. Well, if you missed all that or never had the chance, that's right. This year's Rising event will let you obtain those with next to no effort whatsoever. Yoshida be praised. That's really disappointing. I don't think Let's I ever got the Let's complain about it. 
Well, now you can, never, Nika. I guess I never finished the Hildebrand quest now, in the original game. Now you can, I, now you can I, get them. I know that I didn't finish the Hildebrand, pre- uh, Hildebrand quest in the 1.0. Did, did either of you defeat Darnus Hard? Yeah. Oh. I thought so. I mean, well... What? So do you have the white raven earrings? I think I'm, so, yeah. I'm not sure. I've never what, used what them the for... the hard mode? I didn't think there was many things that were normal mode and hard mode. I don't think there was a hard mode. Well, maybe it was just because he was hard, but yeah. So just darn it. Like, so, I, yeah. I thought... I mean, I definitely did. Yeah, because okay. I feel like I have the I earrings somewhere. I just don't know where. Well, now everybody can get them, and I think that's, that's the important part. <sighs> I, I mean, I guess it's such a little trinket that it's like, who really gives a shit? Don't touch my Dalamud horn. I love oh having that. That's the, but that's yeah, the that, thing, that's Nika. That's what's next, Nika. If it's you a don't, slippery slope. If you don't yell out right earrings now. First they came for my Hildebrand earrings. Then they came for my Dar- Darnus earrings. Now they're now that they've come for Shut up. my horn, there's no one left to pitch a stop. man fest. And, and, and here's the thing. In this Reddit thread, uh, you know, I perused a few of the comments right at the top, and a lot of the first comments was, oh, I hope the Dalamoon horn is next. No. People want it, Nika. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I like that. That's like the one really cool thing you can show off that no one else can. Yeah, but but Nika, Yoshida wants everyone to have fun and feel like they're accomplishing things. So why would he not just give it to them? Why should you be the only one to enjoy that? I'm not the only one. It's, it, but I mean, clearly Square Enix doesn't understand what motivates players to actually do a thing no, or to, they sure to, ha- to like have pride in a thing right mm-hmm. like as soon as as soon as you do that no one ever will ever show that piece off ever again for yeah. any reason but we need more digital inclusivity oh it's not I nice to exclude people back tattoos but it's it does it, right like that seems like i mean it oh and, my gosh being able to buy the legacy I, tattoo no, give it two years give it two years and i i can two uh, years you think it's gonna take that long i yeah. bet we see it in the next six months no, no. yeah maybe i don't know and that, that that may be the last straw that they have but i mean like you know what i mean like that it, it it really feels like why even have this argument anymore? We've talked we've talked about this so many fucking times about how Square Enix will put something exclusive or difficult to get, and then they just it's it's a, it's a punchline on the show. Oh, I just wait a year; it'll be in the fucking cash shop. Well, and, and, but it's true. And you know what? Too, you know, we we talked uh, a few weeks ago. There was an interview where someone had asked Yoshi, you know, that that why can't you find a way to give non-legacy players the legacy experience, right? And the way that he kind of tiptoed around it, sort of sounded like, oh no, that's something that's specific, you know, for the legacy players, right? That that that's something. They got to experience but he also followed up with the fact that we don't have those servers anymore so we couldn't if we wanted to which makes me think that if they had a way to they would totally fucking do it no i don't think so um, you don't think so i think that I just mean, takes even if they had the servers it would take people to manage it and i just don't think they're going to allocate resources the, the, the ff14 has a dwindling pop population if, well, not according to them if evidenced by no, nothing else players. if evidenced by nothing else then they have a player base that's going hey we've run through all of your shit to do can we have that old 1.0 shit that just we never got to experience to yeah. so that we have something to do and they you know what i mean like like, why not fix that fucking problem and give people shit to do so they're not asking for the 1.0 experience? No one would ask for that. Ba- no one in their right fucking mind would ask for a legacy experience if they actually <laughs> were happy with the game that they were playing and, and, and excited about what they had to log in and do that day. 
I would love to go back and witness how people lived in the old West. I think that'd be really neat. Jesus. I mean, like, the, the, the first of all, 1.0 was such a functional nightmare that nobody really wants to go back there. Oh, God. I'm no horrible. one. No one. But what they want is they, they, they want some shit to do. And, you know, we understand that the next leg of terrible storytelling takes a while to make. <laughs> so uh, why don't you give us that old shit? You, you know what's most upsetting about that sentiment the fact that people still need stuff to do right now squaring and yoshida's answer to that is okay well, let's take all the t- content that we're going to give them in this patch and we'll spread it out <sighs> over a couple different months and that's not even working right where uh, do you go from here i don't you go I, to world of warcraft i don't know iso's been f- fun Oh no! Don't even say I, that because he's gonna—he's gonna like glob I on did. you. Like he some bought kind of, me like, ESO, so I had to play it. Some kind of creepy tentacle monster with suction cups on his arms, and he's just gonna go all hentai on you. Like I think I—I think Square Enix re- needs to reassess how they treat their overworld because this oh, uh, you know sure. j- just laying fates down and quests that really feel very toothless. Um, you know, well written, but ultimately pointless. That is, I think, one of the biggest hindrances to people really forming an attachment to the world. Because what do they do? They log in, they grind the XP until they're at cap, and then they go straight into fucking dungeons. And they grind dungeons and tomes until they get, you know, the fucking raid released two weeks later. Well, you know, something that that, that I've noticed, too, uh, you know, looking forward to Eureka uh, Pagos, which is on its way, um, I, still, I still hadn't gone through and completely finished everything in, in the first eureka right and i've realized something with the way that that yoshida has been talking about how they do their content how they want people to easily be able to catch up and i don't even think that that is uh uh an accurate way of describing what happens with old content because if i wanted to go and catch up in eureka right now i can't nobody does no, it. that's not true I, I went in recently there there's at least a couple instances constantly going is there yeah, because the few times that I've tried to like you know pop in there, like let's see how big it's going right now. There's not a, a lot whole lot less people, but there's at least oh, well, one or two like definitely. solid instances going. It yeah. just it, it now more than ever because you know I actually tried to 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 look into it as opposed to just being like oh well sure I'm sure people do that is that I feel like it's more just like a slash and burn like when new content comes out they don't worry about catching people up on old content content it just becomes irrelevant for everyone yeah that's kind of i mean the fact that you don't have to catch people up that you can just kind of um queue for whatever once you hit the level cap uh, you know as long as you've done the quest you can do it um i think that that's kind of a big problem um and and you know like i don't know i i think that there's got to be some kind of fundamental shift that happens in 5.0 that moves us away from the dichotomy that we have now which is dungeon grinding great juxta (laughs) you should give it a try that was 20 bucks how much does iso cost right now maybe we'll get it for him yeah i don't i don't like elder scrolls games i played one and i was utterly completely i played it twice Which, which one i don't know Probably Morrowind. Well, that's not... I mean, to be fair, I didn't get even remotely into the game to 
have a fair yeah, opinion on it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. See, Morrowind was technically my first one as well, but the computer couldn't handle it, and that's why I never had a chance to get into it. Morrowind. I mean, Morrowind is a difficult game to to get into. But anyway, we're not here to talk about ESO as much as you'd like to. But I I do think that there is something that FF14 could learn from ESO in the way that ESO uses its overworld, because that I have, I like I have an attachment to every single single section of the zone that I have ever been sent to because of the quests that I do when I'm there. When you were watching me, the the random ass NPC who I didn't exchange more than a sentence with who was in the cage at the beginning with me, you apparently knew who that was. Yeah, exactly. And and like, like whatever, bye. <laughs> and and uh, like that kind of shit is really cool and and I latch onto that I gravitate toward another uh, towards it in other games, and it's something that FF14 doesn't do. Again, well, hold through, on. Throughout- it's something that they have the beginnings of because when I when, when Nika talks about Vietervelt or Gietervelt or whatever that 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 monk person, <laughs> like that's like the beginning of what you're talking about. But then the rest of the game just refuses to use those. Right. Well, and. And it's, I mean, that's selective storytelling inside of a quest. And it is good when Square Enix puts enough time, effort, and lore behind it to make it matter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We've dissected intensely minute portions of this game on the show before uh, because it had some connection to do with either 1.0 or it had it had some overall greater connection to the lore in Final Fantasy, right? And and it just seems like with Stormblood, there's been even less of like there was less of it in in Heaven's Word, and now there's even less of it in Stormblood. And I think part of it is that yes, we are moving away from a lot of the context that 1.0 provided about Eorzea, because indeed half of our narrative took place in Doma. But what I'm talking about is just in terms of game design, just going through and cynically plopping down in your own overworld hey uh this is your your level range from this zone here's some fates that are kind of halfway well written to to give it some flavor and and the the you know the msq will progress you through the zone and to the next zone where you'll you'll continue leveling and i think that that is a much less engaging way to treat your zone design where I think in 5.0, you know, we have such a range of zones that exist in the overworld already that we can purpose for leveling and you know we've got heaven on high we've got deep dungeon and we've got dungeons that people use more for leveling than they use the overworld or fates for so change the the purpose of the overworld and have it serve a different purpose you know go back to a lot of the things that we were talking about between heaven's word and Stormblood. make the zones dangerous uh have it you know have their have there be a sense of danger as I'm trying to to traverse from one side to the other. I mean, maybe even put in an, uh, uh, you know, maybe it's time in the expansions to put in a world event, you know, uh, a, a, a campaign of some sort that would be awesome right so good. you know like i think that that's the way that square enix should be thinking and that is intrinsically thinking 
about how to keep your audience that you already have there instead of and as opposed to what I feel like they've been doing for the last two expansions, which is trying to figure out how to make their world the most appealing for someone who hasn't even bought the game. Well, here's the problem that I see with that. Imagine that they do start taking all of that into account. Wouldn't their overlying problem that I think we have all uh, identified, even all the way back to the beginning of of uh, a Realm Reborn, is their underlying problem with there being no real reward structure when they come out with something? They want you to do it because this is the content now. Do it. Yeah, I mean that seems to be their approach, which is I think pretty arrogant. I think that's pretty arrogant on on Square Enix's part because I, I I don't feel like at least within the last couple of dungeons anyone is has stopped and asked like why is this interesting you know what I mean like from a from a narrative or storytelling perspective why is this interesting to do over and over and over again why the fact that there's not a dungeon that gives a clever narrative reason for why you're spamming it over and over and over again <laughs> blows my fucking mind. Because tomes. Well, we know the reason, but like oh. not not one single NPC like addresses it. You know what I mean? Monsters are back. It's stupid. It's it's pretty dumb. I, I mean, it's it's kind of lazy when you think about it. Um, it is. It's very lazy. Yeah. Um, and and I'm just I don't know, man. I'm I'm getting a little sick of it. Uh, we want to hear from you. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five limitbreakradio.com slash discord. Become a part of the show. Let us know what you think. Let all of Aorzia know what you think. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com, slash Discord. So let's talk about Heaven on High. All right, we're going to start with Heaven on High? Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, why would we start with Hildebrand? <laughs> I mean, they were both kind of duds, so either way, mm. yeah, yeah. All right, so Heaven's on High. I want to take, first of all, a few minutes here to complain about the fact that when unlocking it, right, I look on my map, it's a new... Uh, system, so you know how to look for the little quest with like the the, the, the little, blue, the, 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 blue, blue, the blue and gold, right? All right, yeah. so I see a blue and gold heaven sent, he- heaven on high. Mm. Okay, cool. Let mm. me go and do that one. So I go and I start that one. I'm going through, and then people <laughs> in the chat are like, "You know, you're doing the beastman quest." I'm like, "No, I'm not." The name of the quest was <laughs> heaven sent, heaven on high. <laughs> no, sure enough, I was doing the beastman quest. So I looked back up there, and like next to it, maybe an inch away, was a- another heaven-related quest. And I'm just like, "Motherfucking Square Enix!" You're some kind of moron. You know that. So you go and you do that, and uh, that part of the quest, you're just first talking to the guys. Oh, you're that warrior of light. My boss wants to see you. Go across the map. Fly across the map. Talk to his boss. Oh, yeah. We got some weird thing with with the tower here. We got a thing. Go up the stairs and talk to my boss. Mother, are you fucking kidding me, Square Enix? Like, you wasted how much time creating all this dialogue and shit? We've talked about cutting the fat before. Yeah. Right? That's all this was. All, All the beginning of this quest was, was fat. Which eventually, you know, led into Heavens on High. So, finally got to do it. Okay. You know, in the in the chat, I had asked people. I, I had done about twenty floors before I got kicked off because there was a bug where summoners of all people, which is hilarious, we'll get to that, were were crashing the instant, so they had to shut it down. So I didn't get to do all the way to th- floor. Summoners. Had to do with Bahamut. Yeah, so I didn't get all the way to floor thirty. But um, anyway, as I'm going through and people are watching me because I had done it for about two hours, I was asking people in chat, you know, based on what you've seen so far, or if you've done it yourself, or you know, old uh, uh, deep dungeon palace of the dead. 
what would you guys rate it? Like, like, like grade it so far and what sure. you've seen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody in the chat of about 30 people that were watching me gave it above a C. Yikes. Yeah. So anyone listening right now, first of all, you know, we always encourage calls, of course, but but specifically today, I would I really need someone who enjoys Heaven on High, who thought that this was a great addition. I really need you to call call in and explain to me why this was good. Because it's 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 the same thing. Yeah, I I'll be honest, I haven't logged in at all this week. Uh I don't think I've even patched for mm-hmm. for this for Heaven on High yet. So I, I what I'm going to uh what I'm going to challenge people to do today is sell me on it. Like tell me why I should be interested in doing Heaven on High. Get me interested enough, sell me on it, get me to log in. Glowing weapons? Nope. Ah, okay. Let's talk about the weapons. Because okay. sure, glowing Let's talk weapons. About the weapons. Glowing weapons are always cool, right? Guess what? These aren't new weapon designs. They took a previous weapon design and just made it glowy. And at least for ninjas, isn't that what they did? Ugly. That's what they did, one. That's what they did last time too. It wasn't like an original you know, model. And I think that's fucking bullshit. Like, you don't have armor in here, right? You put a mount in some pets. You couldn't take the time. Because, again, in this patch, it's literally this quarter patch, or the fuck it is, 15th of a patch. I don't know. But you couldn't have taken the time to just actually design some new weapons for this. Well, we could, but it would have pushed it back by about six months. No, 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 no. I don't even think it does. No, no, no. Whenever they push something back now, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that, oh, you know, there was a bug or we're not completely done with it. By Yoshida's own admission, they separate the patches like that so that people don't feel overwhelmed at having to do a bunch of content all at once and then have a long-ass dry spell. He has said that they do this. So that people constantly have something to do. So no, the, the the idea that, oh, we don't have enough time. We had to rush it. We had to hurry up. That That's bullshit. That is fucking bullshit. In fact, this was probably ready quite a while ago, but they were holding it out so that we had something to do. They had more than enough time to design new fucking weapons for this. Calling bullcrap on that. They also had more than enough time to design a new system, which I understand they didn't do. No, no. Can we talk about the new stuff then? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. All right, so new stuff. They they changed a few Pomanders, the ones that would change you into a succubus or a manticore. Man- or a manticore. They, they changed those, but they still do pretty much the same thing. Like The whole point of using the manticore Pomander was that you would one-shot everything. So now they've uh, added in a petrification one, where everything on the floor is petrified for certain amount of seconds and you can basically one shot them okay mm-hmm. i don't call that new that's that's not new <laughs> but now anyone can one shot them it's still the same thing though it's better sure but it's the same thing boy that have- sucks mm. all right uh, uh they, they they put new floor design in there there's now a floor that as you zone into it instead of being like winding pathways and hallways instead it's just a gigantic ass open room that's kind of which cool. is kind of neat the first time you see it you go whoa oh that's different and and some of the the little keys on there the things that teleport you up can be fakes so if you run over to it then it just disappears You're like oh that was a fake one well then it does a bad thing I mean, oh did it I didn't, even, yeah. I didn't even notice the bad thing it silenced me and made me unable to use abilities okay now if that happened more often than once in the 20 floors that i did Maybe, but it's still not really changing anything. What's the one thing that we said that they should add to this 
to make this infinitely more interesting. New Changing objectives. the objective per floor. Yeah. Objectives. And how fucking hard would that be to do? They did it in that Halloween event two, three years ago, and we haven't seen hide nor hair of that since. Why is that so difficult to do? It's not even like you're programming new things. You've done it before. Someone tell me why they didn't do this. What's stopping them from actually doing this? I don't know. I actually don't know. Because Juxta, play, play real devil's advocate. You're Square Enix. Why not put the objective-based... Because if you do that, the more complicated it gets, the harder it is for newbies and casuals to do the content because it might be too confusing. But I feel and this like... Is, this is meant to be a late expansion leveling technique. But I feel like we have... D- the original deep dungeon to do one through 60 and i feel like newbies will do that first and then from 60 to 70 they can change it up because newbies already know how to do it that's not true i don't know that i i mean how would newbies know to do deep dungeon first i'm telling you they do in the novice chat there's always people like, oh i'm 15 now how do i unlock deep dungeon like people just know i don't know because everyone <laughs> says if you want to level go to deep dungeon okay you but know what here's the thing when though you, when you get to that zone you're already level 15 anyway and you'll see the person and you'll talk to them anyway let me ask you this then, Juxta. The fact that you have to have done floor 50 in Palace of the Dead means that any newbies who want to do this oh, that's have true. to have done know how to do it. So that's at that true. point, why can't you add something more complex into the, into the equation? Actually, that's a very legit question. Because newbies and casuals are still bad and don't understand it. Uh, complicated techniques that's, that's, and strategies. I mean, there that's is, a juxta question. There is that's a, a juxta answer. There is a, a difficulty curve, right? Like the difficulty curve starts w- at what level? For heaven and high? Yeah. Uh, the actual hard stuff comes after floor 30, which is the okay. quote end of the story. Okay. Gotcha. So and, you and, didn't and, even. And, and, and by the way, we're using that very loosely. Story. Right. Nika, Nika, did you get uh, t- past floor 30? I haven't done it yet. No, you're not missing out. <laughs> All right, let's uh, go to our phone lines and talk to Satori Komeji. What's going on, Satori? God damn, you guys like to complain? Yeah, well, I mean... I mean... <laughs> All right, Satori. Show us wrong. We, complain about we, it. We've been waiting for so long for this content, and now that it's here... It's the same thing. It's the same thing, so... Uh, Set us straight, man. Yeah. Please, so, please. I, I like this a lot better than Palace. Because if you just want to do this, or if you just want to do this when you're 1 to 30, get the story done, and then spam 21 to 30, you're going to want to blow your fucking head off. Okay. That would... Because shit that low is unfun because things die too fast. Oh, okay, yeah, that's... that's This this is not selling me on the future. I feel like you're on our side. Yeah. But... If you do the climbs to 100, and they don't take as much of a time investment as your Palace of the Dead, because you're not doing 150 floors at once. Okay, yeah. You're instead doing, you're instead doing 80, which is about, at the most, I would say, a four-hour time commitment. And once you hit floor 71, things actually start getting threatening. Okay, and look. once you hit that floor 81, things get hectic. I'm going to agree with you that that pruning what they had with the with Palace of the Dead, where they had 200 floors, was way too much. So condensing all of that experience down into just 100 floors, yes, sure, that was smart. 
but it's still the same thing you had in Palace of the Dead. Like, it's not like when you when you get to those top floors, that was the same challenge that Palace of the Dead gave you at 180 to 200. It's still the same thing, yeah. Satori. Like, I'd be okay if 1 to 30 had the same objectives just to get through the story. And then once you hit 31, the objectives start changing because it's supposed to be hard four-man content, right? That's what they said. So right. I would expect maybe if you're talking about newbies, like 1 to 30, fine, leave it the same. But the hard format content should be hard, like change it, make it difficult, make it confusing, make it so that every time you go in, it's different shit. So you can't just spam it. You actually have to think and work as a team. That'd be cool. I mean, what he's saying is that when you get to those top floors, you are going to have to work as a team, but it's still just it's still the, the same, same shit yeah. thing for, by the way. No reward outside of ah. Oh, here's some tomes. Okay, so so uh, what I'm what I'm getting from this is that if you did Palace of the Dead, that this is just more of that, right? Like there's no like if you're already good at Palace of the Dead, right? Like if you were able to get to floor 200 of Palace of the Dead, there's nothing that this brings to the table that's even different. No, it's it'd be like comparing like it's it's at its core. It's still the same. Okay, so... But it's... It, the enemy types are completely different at those higher floors, so well, I would hope different. so, but... What, so, is that, so, what does that change? So it's a different skin. That's then. it, because enemy... They all do the same thing. We put AoEs down on the floor. So why was this a challenge for Square Enix to develop? Why did this take so long to put into the game? Why did we hear about this for so long and only now just well, get remember it? Remember, they pushed it back so that we could do and enjoy all of the previous content, like the main story quests. This is literally Square Enix. Square Enix gets an A plus at Control C and Control V. That is, I think, maybe the only things that they know how to do anymore, right? Like, they build something, and then they just want to build within that framework. And that's the thing that drives me so fucking crazy, is that this game does not have that strict of a framework. You could open it up and do much more interesting things with various activities in ff14 but they don't because it's easier to just ah, let's take the same rule set and just give them different graphics they will know the difference that fucking drives me crazy why why does why does square enix think that that makes a good compelling or interesting mmo or game because they do that with ff15 too like, they, they just copied and pasted various quests across the fucking map. What is it about Square Enix where they need to cut corners like this? Is it that they don't make enough money? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I, I, th this, is, this is the part that, that incenses me, because it, this could be really interesting. This could have been a much more engaging system. So I know exactly what to expect for the next Eureka. It's going to be the exact same fucking oh, thing see? in a different zone. That's that's yeah. one of the one of the big fears that I have now is this this was Squinix's real chance to take something that people loved, right? Even even though on its face it may not have had been what it could have been people still love deep dungeon okay and they had a chance to make it into something really really great and show that they could improve and that that, that they could you know change stuff that, that, that they could evolve their game modes and what i think hurts the most too is that not even looking back at ff11 and being like look you have stuff 
that you can take inspiration from in there and put into this. You've already done it in this game with that Halloween event, and you still choose to do nothing with it. It's like they did that, and they went, oh, wow, that was a lot of work. Let's not do that again. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't... Yeah. Like, it was so much work, we should just copy this Halloween and do the same thing for exactly. next Halloween. Well, now all Halloween is, is set for the rest of the time. Because it was a lot of work. There's a lot of development time that went into that. Like, is am I am I the only one that that walks away from the content having done it and and just goes they don't they just don't give a shit anymore they don't care. No, no, you're not. That yeah. that pretty much kind of bottom lines it. The 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 only thing that Heaven's on High is going to be good for, and it's the same thing that Deep Dungeon was good for, is if you have alts that you want to level. Yep. There you go. And that's why it wasn't like it was all this shit was probably ready from day one but they can't put it at the start of the expansion because then you have a really easy leveling way right so they put it at the back end of the expansion yeah this is probably you're probably right this has been done for a long time quick quick question for you just for for my own uh uh, benefit once you get past 430 once you start getting up into the harder floors do they at least abandon the stupid asian dojo tea bathhouse aesthetic oh thank god yeah 440 to get they abandon that and it actually looks interesting well, there's at least there's that. a thing, I guess. But Can the it, fact that like you don't even get like if you just do the story, it's all Asian theme, all the time. Oh, uh, really quick, I want to give you guys just a quick well, spoiler-free uh, review of the story. Okay, so they discover that you can go into Heaven's Tower, but it's dangerous. So you, the Warrior of Light, needs to go through it for them. So floor ten. All right, you did it. Oh, that guy, he has something. He's, Something, he, something's he's mysterious a about he's him, and he has a secret. I don't like secrets. Floor 20. He's poopy. Floor 20. He makes it a weird point to, to sort of show us, the viewer, that he knows you're the warrior of light, which fucking everyone knows you're the warrior of fucking light. <laughs> and then that's as far as I got, because then summoners crashed... <laughs> Crashed what? heavens on high somehow. Yeah, so what? I don't know. Um, I decided that was like the one time I was actually free to do... Uh, the, the deep dungeon and it was down yeah so i joined a parade and we put on a parade outside the tower and it was amazing you know what that's probably more <laughs> it was a parade of the namazu mounts we were because it looked like parade floats so we well, literally it's, it's for like 30 minutes <laughs> to be fair that sounds it was really cool that, extremely gay oh my vibe. god stop with the gay vibes <laughs> that sounds more narratively compelling than the narrative that i've seen so far let me just put it that way oh, juxta oh. Just wait. Just wait until after you do the story. <laughs> Ancient elegant spoilers. He, he lied to you. Everything that they said to you was a lie. They, well, they haven't said a whole lot except, oh, we just discovered this and didn't go anywhere in there. So yeah, it's a lie. Stuff. Oh, the little story that they do give you—that's a complete lie. Wow. So then, so what's have- the point? Like spoilers to, to test your strength. But I mean, oh my, <laughs> to test the strength of the warrior of light. Jesus fucking. The Christ. guy who's destroyed our girl, sorry, that has destroyed how many hundreds of primals and 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 saved all of Doma and Alamigo, they need to test our strength? Yeah. For what? What? For for what? What do you mean for what? Why are they testing our strength? Why would they not test your strength? Like like for something else to, to make sure that we're going to be up to snuff for well, what comes next. We just got to see how strong you are. Yeah. See how far like, up you can go. The primal you know, you know, slayer. You know, you know like for content and animes, you know, you, do they do that little short arc? 
It's like, let's test your strength. I mean, this is all just the anime expansion. So we then got the, why not? the tournament arc raid. We got to test your strength. So then why not just say that? Why not just say that right out of the gate? Why Why? Why because, lie to the player? Because Square Enix is like, oh, LBR is like, oh, we need curveballs in your storytelling. <laughs> Here's your curveball. Lying gonna- to the audience is not a curveball. Oh, it's a total curveball. No, you- it's not. What, hang on. What, what narrative device are they using? The unreliable narrator? What is it? Uh, what? The narrator lies to the audience. Yeah, the narrator lies to the not not to the warrior of light. Well, to him because too. well, that, that's that, that's the thing. If you're just lying to the warrior of light, sure, that I will give you. But after the warrior of light walks off, and this guy like comes on after you've defeated the boss of the floor, and then they're okay. talking, they seem like they're evil. Actually, you know, so what? they're no. lying to the audience. Yeah, they're lying to the audience, but they're actually technically not lying to the warrior of light. See that whole like creepy, ooh, I'm actually a bad guy thing? Spoilers, he's not a bad guy. I fucking hate this game sometimes. I really don't. Yeah. All right. Okay. At least, this- at least they didn't waste some time changing the the item description for it, a Realm Reborn <laughs> item. Yeah, uh, Koji Fox and his infinite wisdom changed the somewhat laurel item to have it say something to along the effects of uh, some people think this is actually a Yanny item instead of a laurel item. Oh my God, stop it. All right. Uh, thanks. For, <laughs> thank you for the call, Satori. We appreciate it. If you want to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Gotta say, you didn't sell me on it. No, no. What? You know what? Let me tell you the best part. Like, my best experience both on stream and, and in-game. And, and and I forget who it was in the stream. I'm sorry. You probably don't want me to call you out anyway. But uh, we, in, in the first floor, 1 to 10, we had got one of the new, the the magi- the, the aura sites or magic sites or whatever it is. We got the, the Inferno stuff, which when you use it, it's basically like a one-time use. Boof. If it jumps up. And does one shots all the mobs on the floor, well, we, which is awesome. We had used it. Oh, we, see, because we use it on a boss, so it'll actually clear oh, an entire floor. Yeah, all the magicites clear one hundred percent one shot the bosses. Except on the lower floors, I assume. I maybe on the higher floors it doesn't one shot all the mobs. But okay, it definitely didn't one shot the boss. It was no. more like using a limit break. Like it took off like ten percent of uh, his health. One hundred percent on lower floors, it kills everything on the floor, which is awesome. That is actually very cool. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I used that on stream because we were on the boss. Somebody was using it. I'm like, fuck it. Ifrit. He jumps up. He does his move. Thing chunks off. And I had a summoner in the chat that lost their shit because that's that's all summoners want. Like, it's actually in the game now. That's all we want was that you, you use a move, a summon appears, and does it and vanishes. That's all they want. And this guy was going mental because now everybody could do it <laughs> in heavens on high and summoners are still fucked. And then 10 minutes later, yeah, we have to shut down heavens on high because summoners Debbie Bahamut are fucking shit up. <laughs> <laughs> that's satisfying. That, isn't it, though? That's satisfying. Isn't I like it? that. That's, that's I like, pretty awesome. I like that Square Enix trolls all the summoners out there. As they should. Yeah. No, yeah, Argent Esper I'm says that, that Odin will actually one-shot bosses if you can get his. his no shit. I've done. That's kind of cool. I've done. Yeah, that's, see, that's kind of cool. So they changed some cool things, but I feel like the biggest glaring high we want this to change, and we've been talking about it, and everyone's been talking about it. They didn't. Do yeah, no, they're just putting makeup to try and cover up some blemishes, but it's it's still this it's still the same cow you're trying. They to They added a on. thing to say yes, we changed it, but they didn't. 
But but we did. No, they they didn't. We, we added Magicite. That's mm, different. Nope, it's not. To it's steal different. to steal a turn of phrase, they put lipstick on a pig. They did. Very Asian-y, like, <laughs> like really, like, the full makeup, like, like, like a tea like, house like girl. A geisha? Uh, yeah, geisha. geisha. Yeah, full geisha makeup. Apparently, yeah. there's male geishas, and you'll learn that uh, that term in the Hildebrand quest. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty but, sure that's a form of acting in theater. But it doesn't... Male geishas. Okay, but. listen, resident weeaboo Nika, they said this term multiple times, and I'm like... I have no idea what this means. So I'm going to go look it up in Google Translator. And yes, it is a male geisha, Nika. Okay. Yep. I mean, they could also have what Take you're that. talking about, Nika, but he's not talking about that. Anyway, yeah. let's go back to our phone lines and talk to uh, Viviana, Viviana, uh, Teorin of Hyperion. What's going on? Hey, yo, what's happening? Uh, yo, that summoner that was in your chat was me. I lost my I play all the mage classes. When I saw that, I was like, oh my God, this should have been Summoner. Why doesn't Summoner have this? What the fuck? Now I got to play this stupid little eggy little BS and uh, I was so pissed off at that. You uh, geeks are so gullible. I, I, I'm sure I'm sure you were, but I mean, at the same time, for all of us non-summoners, like, it's really like, funny. It is kind yeah. of funny, yeah. right? Like you can you can see that from our point of view, right? And it's really cool to summon yeah, a giant primal to murder everything. Right. You should try it. Well, you know what? <laughs> since, since we have you here on the air, would would you like to personally send send a message out to Square Enix? Um, Square Enix, give this shit to Summoner, please. Just. Just, just give it to Summoner. This is what Summoner does. Why don't they have this? Or at least give us a much bigger Eggie that actually does shit. At least... Yeah, well, like, well, you got Bahamut. Like a, give, no, fuck that. No, give us like a little mini... Uh, <laughs> we need more than just Bahamut. Summoner summons more than just Bahamut. Granted, I like Bahamut. I'm a huge dragon whore. I like Bahamut, but... We need more than just him. Okay, Man, maybe, except uh, there's a problem. Uh, we gave you uh, Bahama, and then you started breaking the servers by bringing him out of heaven on high. Well, you can't be trusted with anything more than Bahama. We should probably <laughs> take that away in, uh, in uh, 5.0. They have shit code. All I'm hearing from a summoner is that, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you did give us something we wanted, but but we want more now. And that's the problem with summoners. You give the them an wants. inch, and they will take a foot from you. <laughs> well, what? Why well, you calling it is to give my impressions of some of our heaven or high, something or high, heaven or high. It's <laughs> it's okay. If you got look classes to level, yeah, sure, just level it through that. It's all right. But if not, then I wouldn't bother. So I mean, I, I like let's say you know uh, I I played deep dungeon in Heaven's Word and I leveled a couple of classes through that. Right? Like, what's the appeal to me as a player to go do it? Like just level a couple of other classes. That's it. Like, mm. well, there's the do- yeah. dodo mount. <laughs> not You're not helping your case. <laughs> no, I'm really not. Uh, it's like I have to lower my expectations when it comes to this game. Now. Oh, uh, no. let me be quite honest. Is I mean, I've just been playing other games like Warframe. But seriously, y'all see that shit on Warframe? That they have multi-crew ships now. It, it, that Fortuna expansion they're coming out with, where you could go on fucking Venus. That shit's cool. But wait, we're talking about fourteen, right? Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen. I oh, hear yeah, that Warframe's Warframe. coming on the Switch. Yeah, I did hear oh, that. Oh yeah, too. putting it on Switch too. But yeah, we're talking about Final Fantasy fourteen. Wait, do we really have to? Can we just talk about Warframe? No, I, that's the. Th- okay. I haven't. I haven't been excited about something in this game because nothing has changed with this game and, and since fact, Eureka. That's <laughs> the Eureka. last thing. And in fact, because of this, the one of the thing you were excited about, Eureka Pagos, you're now kind of on I'm the not, fence about. <laughs> Not just on the fence about it, I'm actively like dreading this now because if they don't 
if they didn't spend any time adjusting some of the pop mechanics or some of the more interesting aspects of Eureka, and it's just literally a copy and paste from what we got in the in in Animos, like yeah, dude, I'm gonna I be mean, really upset. Like, I want to say, oh, they've learned from the way that you spawn, you know, because right now Eureka is just kill X mobs, spawn X NM, and I feel like that's the exact thing that Deep Dungeon was. And so, I mean, their track record is showing that if you're going to keep the same mechanic in Deep Dungeon, why would it change in Eureka? Let me see if I can maybe help assuage your fears a little bit. Assuade me harder. Yeah. Hello. Anyway, uh, they never told us that this second Deep Dungeon, technically, they never said that anything would be different. They didn't claim this would be better, that, that anything would change outside of, like, Story really. They no, added they, a story I thought they it. said that this was going to be like a new system. Like mm. they, they said. I, I remember I them the talking about a new system. Maybe, maybe that's what it was. Maybe, but with with Pagos, like you know, he said he's actually came out and word for word said in Pagos things will be more complicated. There will be more pop conditions. Now, Nika had once said that maybe that's just, okay, maybe there's just more weather-based ones now. Right. Okay, you know what? Very well possibly could be, but I don't I don't think you need to completely abandon hope. You know, definitely temper your expectations, but oh, this is really hard to do. Yeah, Doris Genovanian in the chat says new system equals three slightly different pomanders. That do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. And Magicite. Well, still, it's just, it's not enough. That's not enough to, to, to quantify a new system. You know what I mean? Do like, we know what's on floor 100 yet? Is there a bench up there? I'm sure. There's got to be like a bed or something. <laughs> Make it good. <laughs> Jesus. Make it good. Anyway, uh, Viviania, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem, guys. Uh, so if you want to give Limit Break Radio a call, Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715 LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. That's how you can give us a call. Uh, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. You'll get an automatic invite to our Discord channel and uh, feel free to hang out and chat in, in in there. There's a whole bunch of different chat rooms. We've also got one for Checkpoint Radio. You can find that at CheckpointRadio.com slash Discord. So what I'm getting from most of this feedback on Heaven on High is that this was not worth the wait. Dead on arrival. That sucks, man. It still does what Palace of the Dead or Deep Dungeon is supposed to do, and it's provide a different living system. You know, and and that might be the worst thing about this, is we're looking at this, and then we see all the stuff that's wrong with it, all the places that they could have improved it, done better with it, how it could have really benefited the game and the community as a whole if they would have had objective-based objectives i yep, guess Aaron was saying it, he would resub if it had like different things yes if it was a little bit i know we say this a lot i'm sorry but if it was a little bit more like nizul oh that was what was that uh, i think oh. it might have been a patreon oh well thank you to whoever that patreon person was uh yeah, but patreon. anyway uh, uh if it was a little bit more nizul isle-esque if it made you think more than just kill you know, stuff mobs go exactly next floor. and if there was next floor if there was a more tangible reward and here's here's the thing all right because i can tell you right now 
I would have done this. If at the top, getting to floor 100, right, you don't have to put whole new item level gear up there, but even if they would have just designed a new glamour gear that you could put up there, and similar to how back in 11, Nigel Isle, you get to floor 100, either it drops a random one, or for every time you get to floor 100, you get to choose one. Even just doing that. That would be cool. Even just doing that, (laughs) which would affect your game balance in no way, shape, or form, just doing that would have been such a monumental step in the right direction. But instead, we get the exact same thing as what Deep Dungeon was, or Palace of the Dead was, okay? And Square Enix now, because it's just supposed to be leveling, that's that's all it's used for is to level stuff. Regardless of what we think, regardless of what we say, they're going to look at this and go, okay, it uh, it performed up to what our standards were. It did exactly what it was supposed to do, and that makes it a success. Heaven on High is a success because people will use it to level their alt jobs. That's it. Yeah. How sad is that? Hmm. To play devil's advocate, if they put a special glamour up there, given the way glamour has been in uh, Stormblood, it would be awful looking. But here's here's the other thing, too. Like, they don't even have to take the time to design it because they have so many fan design (laughs) things as is. Like, just dip into that vault. Uh, That wouldn't work because those those designs could actually be good looking. And the theme with uh, Stormblood is that everything has to look like garbage. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't even care if it looked like garbage. Just the fact that the the top seventy floors are supposed to be hard content. So if you got to a hundred and got to choose a special glamour, even if it's fucking ugly, not that many people are gonna. I mean, people will do it, obviously, but like the general casual noob's not gonna do it. So you have exclusive ish gear. That means that you did the hard content, even if it's ugly. I wouldn't care. Yeah, she's got a point. And, and as of right now, the only reason to go to floor one hundred is to do it a single time. To say that you did it, I and think, that's it. I think you get a special uh, horse mount if you go up there three times. Oh, really? I think oh, so. Oh, really? I think so. I think that's what the other mount was in this uh, in this patch. Cool. Oh. So you got that. Okay, that, that's kind of cool then. Is it? Four times for the Is mount. Is it? Apparently. Someone said four times for the mount. So, okay, go, go to four, right, so four, four times. times. And, then, right. and then you can never do it ever again. <laughs> you never have to do it ever again. You don't have to do it in the first place. Let's be real. Yeah, so there's there's your heaven on high, guys. Honestly, I think it was another deep dump. I, yeah, deep dump is a great way to friggin' put it. That's so disappointing. Um, and again, uh, uh, Kahlo, as you were just talking about, you know, because I think that this could have been really good for the community. It could have been something where, you know, we would have had an opportunity to praise Square Enix. Look at how far they've come. Look at how much thought they've put into making this system work as as we move forward. But no, it's it's clear that it's just another copy paste slop job. That you know, oh okay, hey, put some new, put some new graphics on it. I like who even wanted the new fucking graphics? Who even really wanted the Asian theme put on I, this? I thought that it was Give hilarious. Me, when put you, me back well, in Deep Dungeon. What? Put me back in Deep Dungeon for another fucking hundred levels. That's what I would have rather had and had meaningful objectives and meaningful fucking rewards. Instead, we get this nonsense. Yeah, I figured it's a tower that goes up into the sky. I feel like it wouldn't just 
be Asian themed. Maybe the bottom couple it's floors. It's probably like magical. There, but like all the way up to the top, all the way up in the heavens. It should be more like whimsical. Hold on, because because remember they said in the, the Heaven on High preview that the story would actually explain why it looked the way it did floors 1 to 30. Juxta, why did it look that way? Um, It's magical. So... They, That's so, it. So, so sure. someone with sex magica. Someone within Probably. the story got to decide. I want it to look like this, and that's what they chose. Yeah, it's always been that way. Is what I gathered. Like, so it didn't actually explain it. No, I don't think so. Fucking square. It was a really bad story. All right, square. They, like they lore dump you so fucking hard at the end of the floor thirty that my eyes glazed over. All right. <laughs> Two Cat says it's that way because. That's yep. as good of an explanation as we've gotten for anything in this game. Yeah. N- yeah. Nika, uh, how are you not pissed about this? I mean, I haven't done it yet if that's telling you anything. <laughs> yeah, but do you plan ex- to? For all the I expectation you put behind it on like, I just want something else to do. D- is this it? D- are you going to do it? I'm going to do it. Probably once. Are you gonna go up to floor one hundred? Are you just gonna do the quote story and then? I will be done probably go up to floor one hundred once. However, like I think because one hundred is a more attainable amount of floors. Like I'm still at like one seventy or one eighty, and then my group has just kind of not done the rest of the other deep dungeon, and we're just kind of sitting there, and I'm kind of sad because we're so close. But like this one, I might actually be able to do since it's only like seventy four. Even Giselle in the chat is saying the story was even disappointed when compared to the first Palace of the Dead. Well, because Palace of the Dead went back to the Ida or not Ida. Um, oh yeah, Ida, yeah, yeah, Ida, yeah, yeah, Ida. Ida. Close. I mean, close, 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 close. You are Dr. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ha- happens a lot at bedtime. Pa- yeah. But Palace of the Dead yeah. had has like lore implications, right? It's a place where people go who have like died but haven't <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah. That's true. Over, right? That's why we people- saw like like a lot of random NPCs throughout. Like you'd see NPCs that died in random story quests mm-hmm. from the beginning, or like ones that were lost in 1.0 showed up in the deep dungeon. Like there was actual story connection there. Yeah, you don't get that in Heaven on High. Uh, <sighs> Jer Bear says when you get to the top, a Yoshida sprite greets you with, "I'm sorry, but the meaningful content is in another patch." <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I totally burned you. <laughs> Oh my god! Kidding, I, obviously. I, I just, I, I mean, listen. I know that I didn't have my expectations too high for this in the first place because I wasn't. I'll be honest. I didn't do a whole lot of Palace of the Dead. I didn't like it a whole lot. Well, like, and you only played Dark Knight. Exactly. Yeah, I had no. It. It had. It. it the purpose that it served for other people. I was less. I, I didn't want I didn't want to level other jobs. I just had no inclination to. So the purpose that it served for other people, it didn't really serve for me. And the glowy weapons looked really dumb. Um, oh, those are the best. And you didn't give a crap about hairstyles or exactly. pets or mounts. Exactly. So I'm the auction house anyway. But th- again, this but this this does all of those exact same things. Ad- addresses none of the criticisms. And it was just like so. So if there are people out out there like me who legit didn't like the original palace of the dead what is what reason is there to even do the quest to unlock the fucking thing doris in the twitch chat says in heavens on high there are auspices and basically little like uh they're basically non-combat pets will appear and give you buffs give the party small buffs uh doris that is literally what happens each floor anyhow when it will sometimes randomly be like oh we're gonna lock some stuff or we're gonna buff you it's the exact same thing that 
Deep Dungeon already does. Yeah, they just Ex- they just kind of give it a cat. thing. Yeah, now it's a fat cat. Uh, right. An outer gave me a regen buff. It didn't matter in the slightest. No, it didn't. <sighs> Why? Well, I, I mean, I mean, I'm. I feel like I'm yelling at a wall. So, so what's next now? That, that, that that's actually it for 4.3 content, right? So now now we're just waiting for 4.4. No, we also got I uh, got uh, Eureka. I thought that's coming in four point. Pegos, that's, no, that, that's, that's no. four point four, isn't it? Yeah, no. Eureka's coming in four point three six. Yeah. Oh, that's gonna yeah. be like a month. The or very two. next patch, like a week or two from three month, three weeks. Oh, all right. So, so we have yeah. we have one more thing to look forward to then. Yeah. So, um, I I I don't know. I'm I'm definitely underwhelmed by this. Uh, I I don't I don't really have even a good reason to feel like i want to check it out like i even want to try to invest in it and that sucks that's that's disappointing especially you know i was like hoping maybe at least there will be an interesting story no please i mean i Nothing. feel like the first 30 floors though are probably easy enough to just blow through so i mean they like, might are. as well right no no you might as well not if the story is even shit no but by, by that logic, you know what? Might as well go out to the Ruby Sea and uh, do that quest where they're like, hey, this lady's missing. And then you find her and she's like, a jellyfish stung me. Will you I did talk, that. I did talk that. to me so that I can go back to town? I did that quest. <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, okay. <laughs> that's, a, like, that's a type of bullshit that, that, this is really, that it really comes down to doing. I'm surprised it's actually a quest. That's an actual that's, quest. That sounded like bullshit. No, that's no, no. That's an actual quest. actual quest. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hell. I thought it was garbage. I, I mean, I did. I did that quest like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I was. I was less than impressed. Why? Because I was trying to to compare questing in FF14 to Elder Scrolls Online. And, and you what had, I you hadn't had your quest full of 14 yet. Uh, I mean, I didn't. Oh, the only the only quest that I did were the MSQ. That's it. That's all I did uh, Look, for see, Stormblood. I didn't. I didn't touch a single other quest, and I was like, "Why?" Even even poor Doris says, "I can call in and try to play devil's advocate, but you just call me out on my bullshit." I mean, at least you know, Doris. But I, I think that that's that's something else that it sort of goes to prove, and, and really it says a lot about people who do try to defend this. Now, now, if you just defend it as what it's supposed to be and what Square Enix wants it to be, which is just leveling for alts, yeah. Fine. That's fine. That's exactly what it is, and, and that's fine. But if, if you're one of those people that actually think, no, 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 this is great, this is amazing, it's what the game needs, it keeps it fresh and interesting, and we're all full of shit, uh, give me one shred of evidence, one one reasoning on, on, on why that's so, because... It, I'm sorry, it's it's not. But the, the the people that we get that will call us that are that will you know defend the game's population or the overall quality of the game. This is the kind of shit that they overlook. This is the kind of shit that that doesn't seem to register in their minds as retreading the same content over and over again, right? Like they feel like for some reason like this is this is fine, right? Like they're the dog with the fire all around him. They're like. This is fine. <laughs> but but the truth of the matter is, is that this game is hemorrhaging players. It is. And I, I you can try to present all of the data to the contrary. When you log in, you notice way less people than you used to. Just anywhere 
It doesn't matter where you are, whether it's Kugane, whether it's the fucking Doman Enclave, or the whether reach. or whether it's uh, uh, what's the other one? Um, Ralgar's Reach. Yeah, Ralgar's Reach. There's no one who is like logged in and Excuse being an active part of this world. There's very, very few people. If you go to the Ruby Sea, there's lots of people there now. I'm sure there is, but that's the all that's all of the active logging in population. Because that's the only new thing to do. Right. All right, so let me have let me ask you a question then. Okay. Would your interest in Heaven on High be increased or decreased if you knew that the floor thirty boss was a reskin of Titan? What? A reskin of just, Titan? Just theoretically, like if the if the boss mob type was a Titan. Uh, less. Like the primal titan? Yeah. L- less? Okay, well then pretend I didn't say that. Oh my god. And you know what? When you see the silhouette of the top part of his head at after beating floor 20, the first thing I saw, I'm like, that looks a little... Nah, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that, motherfucker. Man, so not cool. God damn it. Really? He might... He... he pr- if theoretically, if they were to do that, they wouldn't give him earth moves. They'd probably give him something else like lightning moves. Oh, dear God. Lightning Titan? Yeah, well, I mean, theoretically, Nika. No spoilers. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. God damn it. You and Square Enix. Theoretically. No, literally. Literally go and fuck yourselves. <laughs> literally, theoretically. Lick, lick, lick my balls. Dude, I. That's from Square Enix. <laughs> This is, uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what even to say about this because this is so fucking frustrating. Like it, it, it just like, it seems and and, and granted, I'm not a game developer, right? I'm just a fan of this game, a long-term fan of this game. It just seems like the quality has been taking a steady nosedive for the better part of two years. Well, what can you expect? They had their budget slashed by a third. They didn't. What? They, they said, had it increased. Yeah, it was tri- oh. tripled, remember? Yeah. I get. I had the reciprocal, I'm sorry. So, what is... I mean, like, I need to understand why this keeps happening. Because Ooh. you would think that if you're copy and pasting content, that the development time that you would have had to put into making that content gets shifted somewhere else. And I don't, I can't figure out where those resources have been shifted unless they've been shifted to Kingdom Hearts. Ooh, and yeah. You know what I mean? Like, unless they've shifted to another fucking game, I do not understand why the slide in quality has been as drastic as it has. You know, I oh, that that's that's a good theory. The the other theory that I have, which, which I think we've touched on here before, and it should it should be the opposite of this, based on how modular everything is, how structured and patterned it is. Like it, it, it should be so easy for them to plug things in and 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 just create all think. types of content. But here's here's what I'm starting to think, and 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 this is a, maybe my mental gymnastics are completely all over the place because I know nothing about about programming. But all I can imagine is the way that they build stuff or the way that they do this is so convoluted in 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 so complex that they're not doing it in a smart or an easy way to to give a, sort of an example one of the things that world of warcraft is notorious for is the bag that you start out with your default bag is still only like like what like 12 
12 spaces i think all other yeah. all other bags are up to like 45 or, or like 46 and people are like why can't you upgrade the base bag and they basically explained that because of the way that the game was coded early on was really fucked up and convoluted way and by trying to fix that it would like break the game itself so all I can think is that the way that they build this game, the loops that they have to go through, and the way that their communication as a team is just so fucked, that's why it takes, and this is a direct quote from Yoshida uh, uh, sometime last year, that before they can do some type of uh, in-game crossover event or whatever, it takes a year to do and plan and design for. I remember for. that quote. Yeah. A can year I, can for I, a crossover? Can I uh, can I also kind of piggyback that with, uh, you know, the fact that, you know, the whole problem with summoners breaking the instance and maybe players having less fun with this than Square Enix wants them to. Those two issues could have been addressed if they had a PTR. Uh, okay, but Why, yeah, but but if they had a PTR that would unaddress the issue of having content that's being played because they would play it and realize it's the same and therefore no one would play it on patch day. He's got he's a, that's actually a that pretty is also, poignant point. That is also a very good point. I mean, are there were there a lot of people resubbing to check out Heaven on High? I probably don't think so. Uh, Ton Barian earlier said that he has played since 2.0. He has been to two fan fests and he has finally unsubbed. That's depressing. I don't know if it is because he's a veteran player, so we don't really care about him. Yeah, 2.0 veteran player. But maybe uh, maybe we could get some uh, new players to buy a jump potion. That'd probably make up for him. <laughs> I mean, at the rate that they're losing veteran players, are they making that up with new players at this point? I mean, I their big know. their big market their big marketing push from Stormblood is over. I mean, it's like they trotted it out at E3 because they had to. Well, and, and hold on with with FanFest because they coming didn't up, have anything else. Speaking of that campaign, I ate a Mrs. Freshly's uh, strawberry shortcake uh, yesterday. How did was it? it? Did it have an FF14 code on it? It did not. Oh well. Well, then you just gave yourself some kind of botulism for no reason. Give them half a year because with FanFest coming up, they're going to announce the new expansion. They're going to re-up their uh, their contract with Mrs. Freshly, maybe maybe throwing Carl Jr.'s again, and uh, it's going to start all over again with our March to Garlemald. But it, it, So, uh, ISA underscore 13 in our Twitch chat says, people will get bored of content even faster, won't they, if there's a PTR. That may be valid right like that that may be a hundred percent accurate but isn't that part of the problem <laughs> yeah like like even if it was uh limited time because uh argent esper is saying that a ptr shouldn't need to be up all the time only pop when you have a new feature right which is something we've pointed out as well right pop yeah. up the new palace of the dead like the week before release or, or or a few weeks before release so that people can try it out find any no you know any bugs that you didn't know about especially ones like, like summoner, summoner yeah but this is the problem even if it's only out for a limited time Somebody will pop into it, they'll do it, they'll go to Reddit and be like, guys, Deep Dungeon is, ex or, or Heaven on High is exactly what Deep Dungeon was. And that's the thing that I think Square Enix at this stage in the game can't afford. No. They can't afford to come out with something, you know, like a feature, and then have the description be, well, it's exactly the same as this. Yeah, because their, their whole thing, with especially with the way that they're putting out, you know, the these fifth point quarter patches or, or point tenth patches whatever the fuck it is is the idea that people who are unsubbing when they have nothing to do 
they come back to check out the new feature. And even if they only play for a week, two weeks, doesn't matter. They play doesn't for matter. We're still getting them for the month. Month. Yep. And if you know ahead of time, before it even comes out, that this is the same as Deep Dungeon, take take Nate, for example, or uh, a Nero, for example, if he wasn't subbed and he was coming back every every patch just to check it out, and he had read, it's just like Deep Dungeon. Well, fuck, I didn't... I'm not coming back for that. I mean, that's exactly what Saren did. Like, he's like, oh, if this yep. is new, like, if the top 70 floors are nice, challenging content, I can play with you guys again, and it's going to be fun and hard, I'll come back. And he checked it out, and he's like, nope, not doing it. No. Yeah, I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Uh, let's go back to our phone lines and talk to Doris Genovanian of the Kujata server. What's going on, Doris? Hello, hey you. Thanks for calling Lemon Break Radio. What's up? Yeah, I just want to talk about this bloody lazy copy-paste job that they've um, managed to achieve here. You are in good company. Let's complain about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... What I don't understand is if this is such a huge copy-paste job, mm-hmm. then why, why couldn't have this been implemented at the start of the expansion? Well, I be I think it probably was it ready. The catch up thing. Yeah, and because that's the function that it serves inside of the community is it serves as a way for people who maybe are you know uh, slow to level or slow to level their alts to be able to uh, you know their alt job rather um, uh, to be able to to catch up. So that's and if they put it out at the beginning of the expansion, that we'd actually have to make the top seventy floors actual end game and hard and make it right. competitive to rating, and they don't want to do that. They're like, nope, we're going to put it in as a catch-up, and that hard content is just for glamour. But if they put it out at the beginning, we would expect it to be actually... And they would have to... Well, and they would have to continue... They would have to continue adding to it, right? Or else that would be... that. You know, we would be super critical of like, well, that came out, and we got 100 floors, so where's the second 100? Yeah, and remember, this time, there there is nothing else. This This is is it. Everything. The right. only update that you said that. got was that Demi Bahamut won't crash everything now. Nice. And and to me, I I think that you know uh, that that is hugely problematic because yes, this is a, a clearly a copy and paste job from Deep Dungeon, but they didn't even bother to try to innovate. Right? Like if you're just going to copy and paste something as a feature that it was before, like basically what they did was they balanced it, right? You got a couple of new, (laughs) they got it. You got a couple of new Palmanders and some Magicite. That's some balancing, but they didn't do what they should have fundamentally done. If they're redesigning it or taking a second crack at it is to add more shit, more objectives, change the scope of it, make it different. You know, it's the ideally, ideally, I think what you want, want at the end of the day is it's like deep dungeon except this is different not it's deep dungeon with three different mechanics you know (laughs) i don't think anything during today's show has hurt me more than the realization that the deep dungeon update for an entire expansion was just balancing Ouch! It's yeah. it's it's balancing for deep dungeon. It's balancing for the event itself, and that kind of pisses me off, right? Like, if you had all of this time 
to, you know, reskin the fucking feature, then you could have put in one or two or a half a dozen new pieces of content or new objectives in there to make it more interesting. And they didn't because I don't I don't know why they didn't. And all I can come up with is that they're lazy. How did uh, what did you guys think the, the those of us that have done it? Uh, what did you guys think of how when you went from floor 1 to 10 and then from 11 to 20 that they just changed the color? I know that Jux is a big Barely. fan of that. I feel like they even really changed it was the like color. it was like purpley. It's yeah. All, all the bosses and the fucking heaven on high, they're all fucking just reskins of older bosses. Even up in the, the, uh, the high floors, they're just reskins of Crystal Tower bosses. You've got a reskin oh. of Cerberus, a reskin of... Um, that actually that pisses me off even more than just <sighs> the mechanics being repetitive i feel like if this is going to be hard content give us a reason to go and see the new bosses make them unique make them know make that the reason we want to climb to floor 100 is to see the new cool unique boss on the top floor see that Not- actually doesn't bother me as much as like the titan one right because titan's pretty iconic so the fact that they just reskin him that pisses me off. But we haven't seen uh, uh, bosses from the Crystal Towers in, you know, two expansions now. So if they're going to start to reskin those, okay. okay. I'm not going to be as upset. Uh, in the chat here, the Nerd Cop says, as a casual, my wife and I are really enjoying it. We're leveling up alts and getting mains and other things. That's fine. That's 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 I'm also perfectly curious, acceptable. Though. And again, that's honestly, like looking at that, that's, that's all Square Enix is, is aiming to do. And one of the reasons why it kind of sickens me is no matter how much feedback or criticism that we have or that anybody in the community has, it did what it was supposed to do. And that is to satisfy people like Nerd Cop and, and his wife, which no offense to you guys, that's, that's fine and stuff. But it could have been that and more. Yeah. I'm curious how much though if you're if you're actually enjoying it on that level, did you just do one to fifty for the requirement or did you grind the shit out of one to fifty or to two hundred or whatever before at a level and now you're doing it again? Or did you because I feel like if you already grinded every fucking job through Deep Dungeon, you're gonna be bored doing it again. But if yeah. you didn't do that before, you might be able to enjoy it now. I'm curious. I, I, I just I don't know. I, I mean I don't know that I would ever think about it after this episode, to be honest with you. Like I No, after this deep deep heaven on high uh will be forgotten to the annals of Limit Break Radio history. Except you guys gotta do it for the story so you can just understand how how awful it is. Doris, Man, do I'm we have to do it for the story? <laughs> Sorry, do what for the story? Do we, do we, <laughs> yes, she called in on the Heaven on High episode, and when we're like, do it for the story, he's like, I'm sorry, do what for the story? <laughs> like, if that doesn't what, answer... What story? Right. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh Dor- Doris, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We always appreciate hearing from you. If you want to call the show, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. Tell me why we're wrong. Wrong. Tell me. I want to know. If we're wrong, then, you know, like, back it up. Give us a call and, and, and explain to everyone, because it's not just us that seems to think that this is not getting the job done in terms of interesting content out of FF14. Set us straight. Mm-hmm. Give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype. 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com. Eltoid Gum. Discord. Eldo- Eltoid Gum in the chat said, they have them. them. <laughs> I think they do, actually, yeah. Uh, did 
any of them push for level 100. I'm a raider and I actually had fun with pushing it with my static members. I think this is better than most other content that they have released. Uh, they could have done more though for sure. Uh, no, because the fucking instance was broken. <laughs> none of us have. However, back with Palace of the Dead, the original deep dungeon, I did do a push to floor 200 with some friends. And yes, I did have fun with it. But the problem is once you get to 200 or in this case, once you get to 100 and you have that that achievement, right? I've I've done it. I did it. I've done it four times now. Or if you do it four times, get the mount or fifth to get the firm, whatever, whatever there is. Do you think that you're going to do it again? That's the problem. It, yeah, it, it, like it's it's probably fun to do. Just to, like, I want to complete it to complete it. Yeah, know, yeah, so like, sure. It's probably once to do to do one want, time, but, that, but then what? That's always been the biggest problem to Square Enix's content, is that once you go through and you get what the fuck you want, there's no incentive to go back and do it again. Nobody helps well, anyone. Four times for the mount. Right? Nobody, nobody helps anyone in this game, right? Like we've got endgame link shells selling fucking runs for fourteen hundred dollars a pop instead of people helping each other out because there's no reason, there's no incentive. Square Enix doesn't incentivize being an you know any kind of altruism in this game. You you can you can choose to be nice and take somebody through a fight if you want to, but do you remember when people like Link Shells would sponsor runs of getting people through COPs back in eleven or right alt runs through Sky? Yes, like those and and I remember those being a lot of fun. And there's just no analog here, and and that drives me crazy because it makes for a much more selfish. Uh, player base it makes for a much more self-centered player base i got mine fuck you that's it unless you're part of the casual player base in which case this was perfect for them but you don't have to design content to be one or the other right it well, doesn't it doesn't have to be casual the floors are going to be they said it was going to be hard for man content so what, sure I mean, it is but why the problem yeah, yeah the, the why as why a hardcore raider and maybe i'm wrong right but whenever i've done any type of hardcore raiding type stuff in any game it's been because there is some type of gold amazing awesome powerful prize at the end i'm not going to be yep. hardcore for the sake of being hardcore that dodo mount though that bench dough but you don't have to go up to the top floors potentially get the dodo mount no nope okay i'm just saying like if you're if you if you've done one to 100 why go back in ever you know like you've got to think about that it's an online game if you want people to continue playing it then you've got to give them a reason to want to queue for content like this it's disappointing man yeah Last call for calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord. We want to hear from you. What are your feelings on Heaven on High? Oh, uh, Surely, though, Heaven on High may have been a bit of a disappointment for some of us, but uh, what about the return of Hildebrand? <laughs> Juxta. <laughs> And was I, I the only one that did Hildebrand? No, I, I did it too. Nika, go ahead. <laughs> Nika, you, you did Hildebrand. Wow, okay, all right. I did Hildebrand. Because, like, I don't Except know, for some before reason... Before we start, Nika, I am very appalled at your uh, weeaboo status because you did not know what a male geisha was called. Okay, what's it called? Do you remember? Kusui <laughs> Kwaka. Waka, waka, waka to you too. <laughs> um, I... Hmm. So for some reason, like the Hildebrand quests have not been good in a while, but I still find them somewhat entertaining for some reason. 
um there was literally like two quests i think that are literally go here click this go here click this i think there was no <laughs> combat at all no you no you could do this on a gatherer but you could <laughs> but what um, see i'm gonna get my hopes up for no reason now they set it up very nicely for there to be a trial next time nope I, 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 okay. I won't. I'm going to tell you exactly why they will never do trials in Hildebrand again. Because in order to... They've done three before. Okay, but that was in 2.0. We're in 4.0. And if to get to a 4.0 trial, you have to do 2.0 and 3.0 content without having the option of a jump potion, they will never do that. Oh, you mean like they'd have to do all the Hildebrand? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's actually... They will uh, never do no, that. Don't tell me that. Because like, I mean, do any, does anyone here care about Hildebrand spoilers? No. Nope. Okay, so spoilers. They, anyone in the chat who does care or on the recording who does care, plug just your ears. Stop listening yeah. for a second. Yeah. So I mean, they. I do think that for the Stormblood Hildebrand story is better than the 3.0 Hildebrand. That's story. not oh, saying the, a the lot. Babysitting storyline. That's line. not yes. saying much. So in terms of the fact that there is some kind of mystery, they're trying to apprehend someone. Blah 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 blah. So you end up like chasing down this burglar that's stolen a precious sword, and you get you know, and they've like hired Yojimbo. No, we want to know about the third one. Don't don't tell me about the first Hildebrand. <laughs> no, that, mm-hmm. this is the third one. Um, this is the third one. Yeah. So they end up hiring Yojimbo, and you're like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he was the oh boss in the fucking rally. Jesus the, Christ, the you're castle. right. We already went through this fucking storyline of stealing a sword. <laughs> But, but now we have an Asian skin on it. So now it's, it's Yojimbo instead of Greg. Yeah. Ah. But that's why I feel like it, it, it could be a trial because Greg was a trial and he calls it, he even calls him Jim because, you know, Yojimbo. Yeah. Calls him Jim. That's the best part is now uh, Yojimbo is funny. Yojimbo known as Jim. Remember my dog's you name? You know what? I would actually money. like Square Enix to put a trial in the next one, but this is what they do. They put us on the big bridge again. It's the exact <laughs> same fight, but with Yojimbo. All the same mechanics, right? Because I would love... Hold on. No, no, no. I would really good wait, at copy and pasting. No, wait, so. wait. This is even worse than just copy and pasting. It's literally just taking out the Greg uh, model and putting in the Jim model so that we could talk about how terrible that is on the show and get all of the people who came in on Stormblood alone have never done the original one and just bash us. No, it's great. This is awesome, amazing content that's so original, guys. Well, I think you have to do the previous Hildebrands to do these ones. So they, you'd have yeah, to. Yeah, you'd have to have the context for it. You would. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I feel like they set it up so nicely, though. Like, it is kind of a repeat that, like, yeah, he's stolen a sword and we're chasing after him. But I feel like that could be a hint that we're going to fight Yojimbo like we fought Gilgamesh. No. Really? Nope. <laughs> that too. And, and really? Nika, Nika. Do you, did you forget we've already fought Yojimbo? Yeah, he I was know. in a dungeon. Yeah, we fought him. It wasn't even and the there's, boss. There's one, there's I mean, he one was the boss, but you, he was the boss, right? Um, but if you if you talk to him, there's one random time where you talk to him before you click on the quest, and he says, "Do we know each other?" No, don't think so. It's like oh, okay. So yeah, kind of remember. The, I wonder though if you've never done that dungeon, if you would say that or not. Of course. See, they purposefully left it ambiguous because yeah, if you did the dungeon, then he says that. But if you didn't do the dungeon, it's... Do we know each other? No, we don't. I've never met you. Like, yeah, classic Square yeah, Enix. Yeah. Hedge in their corners. So, all right. So that's, I, I do that's think it's like a cute Brad. story, but again, it's it feels... What, what do you get for doing it? Minion? Anything? Uh, nothing yet. <laughs> Why yeah, did you get something for doing? They've got to. They've got to conclude the storyline. You. Get, I mean, remember in Heaven's Word, they forgot that it was a thing for a while. <laughs> Even though at the end of A Realm Reborn, it says Hildebrand will return in Heaven's, in Heaven's Word. Word. Little yeah. did we know that was a threat. 
<laughs> oh, he's coming back, all right. And you'll never ask for him again, but you're going to get him anyway. Now we can't get rid of him. No, we can't. He's like herpes. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, I think that's going to be it for uh, for Limit Break Radio today. Uh, guys, thanks for so much for tuning in. Wow, short show today. Yeah, well, short patch to talk about. That's fair. I mean, what, you want us to make up some stuff? You want us to to, to dance and <laughs> sing? read an email. Do, wait, do we have new emails? Do we have an email? Let's read an email, I guess. All right. It's right here from Bertoff of Leviathan. Okay. Oh, God, I'm reading Bert, Bert? it. I, yep. Who's reading it? I, he, you he, he, you he, got it up, Juxta. Go for it. Okay. Listening to your 20th, uh, May 20th episode, you were talking about the number of MSQ questions. Jesus, a, that's, that's fucking two months ago. Yeah, well, this is when uh, uh, I did all the thing for the Me and Nika show, so uh, I, I, I put the email up there, the oh, only so one we had. This so. is all you, man. I agree that there are uh, they are dicking us about the quote we don't want to overwhelm you approach uh, to the patches as bullshit tactic to keep us from devouring the contents how we choose. However, the MSQ is actually not really shorter. Y'all may not notice, uh, but in, back in the day when we had a million quests, those were often step one: go see so and so at the end of uh, end quest, start next quest. Yeah, that's true. There was just go here, and that's the entire quest. Yeah, and so instead of three of those, we have one of those. Yeah, that's fair. Thanks. Uh, now they tend to have you run back and forth around and back a few times before that quest complete quest complete appears. While this uh, <laughs> while this does uh, reduce some work, clever pun names, uh, food minions, and emote rewards, the story is still this about the same length minus the errand running filler that was rampant in 2.0. Anyway, I think uh, we are clearing the final dome and stuff this patch, so you will want to get interested again as we go back into Ascians and moving towards Garlemald. I mean, I am more interested. Let me, I will say this for Square Enix. I am at least more interested in that aspect of the storyline than I am anything that happened in 4.0. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. You know, like when, when, when possibly Gaius showed up, uh, you know, when when our ship got shot down. Mm-hmm. That was legitimately, in terms of, you know, like, interest in the storyline, the most interested that I've been since 3.0? 3.1? That's probably the last time I was that's, like... I feel like that's being really, really generous from you. I... I went to the lore forums after that scene, like the after that scene in Stormblood. Oh, after the quote Gaia scene? Because I wanted to read up more like what people thought about it. Yeah. And and I hadn't done that since probably, yeah, since probably 3.1. Wow. If that, if I, that, it may I, have been earlier than that. Too. I've never done that. Really? Yeah. Well, the, lore, the, the lore forums on the official forums are actually pretty decent. Are they? They're, yeah, there's some decent discussion about... You know, because it's all fairly civil, right? Like, nobody gets really bent out of shape about lore. Well, I'm sure they do, but I, they just get banned instantly. Yeah. But anyway, um, so that, uh, to be fair to Square Enix, where they're building towards, you know, finally possibly paying off into Garlemald, I do think that that's really interesting. It is, but I'm really worried because we're in... Three or we're in uh, four point three. We're gonna have two more patches of leading up to Garlemald five point Yeah, that seems like a lot of build up. Oh, you know they they might just start moving into it proper though. We obviously 
won't be able to go there. Sure. Well, well, not in, in, in a zone format, but I mean, it would be easy enough for them to, to make like a single room here or there. Like, you know, when we... Uh, uh, like the throne room. Yeah, yeah, the throne fair. room. Uh, uh, to be like honest, that. yeah, no. To be to be uh, for real, if they really want to hook me back in, if they really want to get my interest back in in the four point X series of of story, show me a shot of Garlemald. Give me my first actual glimpse of the the, of king, that of the kingdom. Yeah, the capital city proper. Yeah, I mean, or or even a dungeon that pushes more towards that territory would be really interesting. But I and, would well hold on. In fact, the, the the next patch is that is that a it's a double dungeon. It's a double dungeon. Mm, yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah it's, it's a raid patch. Raid patch. Yep. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's plausible that that we could get a story related. Dungeon, it's possible near Garlemald. It's well, I don't. I, I mean, we're going. We're. I think we're definitely going to get a story-related dungeon. I don't know what the possibilities of pushing towards Garlemald are because we're kind of the, the whole Xenos thing is so so much of a question mark at the moment, and we've got to have a, a f- kind of final confrontation with him. And I'm thinking that they may push that off, and he'll be a villain in 5.0. That's possible. Somebody mentioned that on the last show. I actually really like that idea of that Xenos is is who's really kind of pushing us towards getting involved in Garlemald because now we now we're personally invested. Right, right. Um, you know, especially if he does something like kills the emperor, right, or kills Alphano. Yeah, kill. Uh, he may. He may. He may be my favorite character if he kills Elfin. <laughs> right. Killing the emperor no, we're is, to hate is actually a smart idea, though. If he's pretending to be Zenos, but isn't Zenos, right. the emperor, then you now have inherited Garlemald, right? Possible. Possible. Yeah. Um, that's uh, again, we, w- there's so many question marks around Zenos, his identity, who is him. Right now, you know who's who's the fucking uh, the the Elizin El- guy. Yeah, yeah. uh, you know, is Xenos the real Xenos? There's so many questions, but I I do think that he might be a compelling vi- uh, villain moving towards 5.0. I, I would have said that it could have been the Emperor, but the only time that we've ever interacted with the Emperor was up in fucking Sea of Clouds yeah. in 3.0. And that got dropped like a rock. And that was just very quick. It was just a very quick conversation, and I was kind of left with like, eh, he's not that yeah, bad. Yeah, but... He's kind of all right. My, my, my whole problem with getting trying to get worked up and excited about this is the last time that I was presented at face value with what could have been a really cool and compelling storyline... Warriors of Darkness. Well, hang look on. What they did with it. Well, well, hang on. But the thing is, is that if the Emperor is supposed to be the big bad moving into 5.0, I'm not feeling any of that setup. I'm not feeling any type of way about the Emperor. The Empire as a whole, yes. But what they've shown is that inside the Empire, a lot of these look goddesses and and military type conflict there's internal conflict and they kind of they're a bit autonomous right like Mm -hmm. who knows uh you know what the order that gaius or that the white raven got right like we don't know what their actual their actual uh edict was that that the emperor gave them to to discharge right Mm -hmm. all we know is what the war that they waged in terms of a, of of a big bad in 5.0, I, 
I'm just, I don't feel any type of way about the Emperor. Xenos, on the other hand, if he comes in and kills the Emperor, then you do, you your character does feel some sort of way, right? You have had some kind of personal attachment to that character and why you would want to see this kind of whole thing come to fruition. I don't think that that, that, that happens with the Emperor as the character has been laid out currently. We just don't know anything about him. He's like a non-entity. Like, yeah, he exists and he does things, but like... Maybe at the start of 5.0, he'll come and he'll like try and kill somebody, but not really, and then walk away. And, and then we'll really hate him after that. Maybe. I don't want to go that far. I don't know. Uh, uh, we have more. Uh, oh, right. I also am laughing because going into 4.0, y'all were all about uh, revolution, and I was saying... Uh, I was saying, isn't the Warrior of Light kind of above uh, the trivial worldly shit? Wouldn't the Warrior of Light know that war only helps uh, his true enemies? Sounds like y'all are seeing that now, too. Anyway, what? love this show, and will continue to support as much as I can. Keep up the great work, uh, Bertoff of Leviathan. Thank you. That I understood that last part. Thank you for uh, for the email, Bertoff. We appreciate it. Um, I, I mean... I think I think what the point there was was like if the warrior of light was getting involved in petty political squabbles, doesn't that just serve the interests at the end of the day of the Asians? Yeah, and it does. And I think now, I I I mean, I think the reason that we say this this expansion was pointless is not because of what you're saying, although that is valid though that is still kind of valid. So, um, yeah, I, I sort of feel like at the end of this expansion, it's a total wash. Like, I mean, why? We liberated two countries. Oh, boy. Yay. Yay. I don't know. Yay. All right. Well, thank you again, Beardoff of Leviathan. If you want to give, uh, if you want to email the show, you can do that. Limitbreakradio.com. Hosts at Limitbreakradio.com. Send an email. Uh, we'll uh, read it on the show. Um, you can also leave stuff like YouTube comments. We sometimes read those as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll, then we'll have to just save that for uh, for next time. Anyway, all right, that is going to be it for Limit Break Radio today. Guys, I want to thank you for all of your calls. Doris, uh, Vivi- Viviania, Satori, all three of you, thank you so much for giving us a call today here on Limit Break Radio. If you're listening on the podcast and you want to listen live and you want to call in, you want to chime in on anything that you're hearing on the air limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discords how that is done and of course you do have to tune in live to twitch.tv slash limit break radio each and every sunday starting at 4 p.m that's going to be it for limit break radio today thank you so much for hanging out we always appreciate you having having you along and uh being here for the show chatting along in our twitch chat it's uh, it's always so nice to connect with you guys on sundays i want to thank my crew kala landis nika kayanian juxtaposition i'm a nero keep listening
Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Kahlo Landis in juxtaposition. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Nexian Theta, Hirsch Fersh, Talen Vieira, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit Patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at Facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at Facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondMM.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. 